Welcome to the Bridge Church. Our hope is that God will speak to you through this sermon, and you will walk closer with Him in your daily life. Enjoy the message, and God bless. Let's pray. Father God, thank you so much for this day. God, thank you just for this opportunity that we can still uh, gather together and worship you. God, thank you for your words and and what it means to us. God, I I just pray that um, this message will impact our lives, God, that that we'll uh, learn more how to walk with you. God, just pray for um, broken people in this community, Lord, those who are hurt, those who are broken, those that, that don't have a relationship with you. I pray that if they are tuning in right now um, and tuning in today, that at the end of the service, that they will want you. God, because we do this for you. Like that's our purpose in life is to draw near to you. And so, God, I pray that if there's people that don't have a relationship with you, that they just won't log off of this live stream without starting one. God, thank you for your word. I pray that we uh, don't take it for granted, um, that we are daily reading it and learning from it. God, I pray that you speak through me as you always have. And we love you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. So we've been walking through this wonderful series called Learning to Walk. And guess what? The series ends today. Like, how awesome is that, y'all? Like, like we've been walking through so many series. I think this is like our fifth series that we've we've went through. Like, how cool that um, we get to walk through these sermon series together. And we this is like our fourth or fifth one. Like, this is amazing. This really excites me, um, especially as a, as a new church. And um, so we've been walking through or, or going through the book of First John and Second John. And today we're going to look at Third John. So if you would go ahead and turn your Bibles um, to Third John. If you don't own a Bible, please message me, put it in the comments, say I need a Bible on those connect cards. When you fill those out, like put there in the comments that you need a Bible. We want to give you one. Um, also, if you own a Bible, don't really know how to navigate through that. Uh, there's the Old Testament, New Testament. Um, and in the New Testament is where you're going to find third John. And then also the words are going to appear on the screen. Uh, we've been going through a wonderful series called Learning to Walk. And um, the the writer of this is John. And John is a, an old man uh, by this point. And he's writing to these new believers. And he's just trying to give them wisdom and, and knowledge of how to walk with Jesus. And if you've been listening to these sermons, you've probably caught on that he's been repeating himself a lot. Like when I, when I think of John, I think of like uh, maybe my, my grandfather sitting at his feet and him telling me the, the same stories over and over and over again. You know, like those back in my day, I used to walk to school in the snow with no shoes, like those kind of stories. But John, he begins to repeat himself over and over and over again. And, and in the Bible, if, if someone is repeating themselves over and over and over again, he's basically saying like, this is important and I don't want you to miss this. And so all through first John, as he is talking, he's like, man, I want my church to know like, this is really, really important. Like for the people in the back, like I want you to understand, I want you to get this, that this is really, really important. So he started off talking about walking in light. And what it means to walk in light is to walk with Christ and that light 
overcomes darkness and there's nothing better um, to walk in but to walk in light because everything else could lead to death and destruction. And then he says to, to walk in truth, that living a life that is wrapped up in a lie would only get you a Pinocchio nose, right? Like <laughs> to, it will only give you false joy and reality. And it can also lead you to death and destruction. And, and that he doesn't want us to suppress the truth, but to walk with truth. And then he's like, we got to walk in confidence, you know, like walking in confidence. Like I think of um, Michael Jeffrey Jordan, like this on ESPN has been these series about the Chicago Bulls. And you can see how confident Michael Jordan was on the court. And in the same way, like we have to walk in confidence, knowing that Jesus is our shield and our project or our protection and that he will never leave nor forsake us. And so we walk in confidence because there's no one better then our God who leads us to satisfaction and life. And then he talks about what it looks like to walk in love. And so we studied that, that God is love, that there's no one greater than this love, that this is a perfect love. And so we saw that, that God is patient and God is kind and, and God doesn't envy and God doesn't boast and God isn't proud and God does not dishonor others, that God is not self-seeking, God is not easily angered, God keeps no record of wrongs, God does not delight light and evil, but rejoices in truth. God always protects. God always trusts. God always hopes. God always perseveres. God never fails. And no one else can love you in that way. Like your mom can't love you like that. We learn your dad can't love you like that. Your grandparents can't love you like that. Your boyfriend, your girlfriend, they can't love you like that. Your spouse can't love you like that. Your kids can't love you like that. God's love is the only love that is perfect and it satisfies. And then we talked about what it means to walk in assurance. Like this is the reason why we walk in confidence because we're saved. So we don't walk in fear. Like we're not timid, but we're bold. And it shows that we really trust and rely on the Lord and we have faith in the Lord. And out of all of this, it teaches us to uh, walk in joy. That no matter whatever is going on in life, God gives us this freedom and this, this purpose and this fulfillment. And what a great way for us to walk. And we begin to inherit all of this when we're walking with Jesus. It's like an adoption. We're adopted by God and we get what he gets. And so we get to walk in truth because he is truth. And we get to walk in light because he is light and in confidence and love and assurance and joy. And because of you walking with Jesus, your life begins to reflect his. You become a reflection of him. Your life will look like his. You imitate him. You're molded to look like him. You're transformed to look like him. In fact, this very word Christian just means little Christ. That people would call, Christ, call believers this because they walked like Christ, talked like Christ, and began to look like him. And so today, we want to talk about what it looks like to walk by example what it looks like for us to be walking by example. And so if you're already in third John, like let's tackle this together. Let's look at this verse one. Here we go. The elder. Who's the elder? If you know who the elder is, go ahead and type that in the comments. The elder. 
to my dear friend Gaius. Everyone say Gaius. Type Gaius in the comments. Whom I love in the truth. Dear friend, I pray that you may enjoy good health and that all may go well with you even as your soul is getting along well. So as you know, um, as you probably saw in the comments, that elder is John and John is writing to Gaius his brother in Christ, who he loves. And, and it is also that Christ is truth. And so um, John and Gaius are both walking in truth. And it also mentions his health. So we don't know really about his health or, or what's going on in his life with his health. He just says, I pray that you may enjoy good health. But he says like his relationship with Christ is going great. He says, even as your soul is getting along well, he's saying like there, his relationship with Christ is going well, that it is strong, that it is persevering, that God, or, or Gaius, his life is matching up to what he believes in. That Gaius, he, do, he doesn't really care what people think about him, that his heart and his passion is for the Lord. He has been learning to walk. And there's nothing, he's learned that there's nothing better than Jesus, that there's nothing that compares to Jesus, that Gaius knows and understands that Jesus isn't a God that just sits on his throne and watches, that he came, he became a man and he came to serve, that he came to give us hope and a future and to help us walk with him. And so when we see Jesus's life, we see that he has healed children. That we see he has helped the blind see. That he, we see that he's helped the lame walk. That Jesus cared for the widows. And Jesus cared for the poor. And Jesus cared for the lost. And Jesus cared for the less fortunate. He fed massive crowds. He, he helped people to never thirst again. He raised people from the dead. Jesus brought comfort to people. Jesus brought hope to people. Jesus brought love to people. And Gaius understood that a life should look like walking with Christ. He understood that life was about walking with Jesus. And as guys began to walk in truth and light and confidence and assurance and joy and walking with Christ, the more and more he began to look like Jesus. Not to become a God one day, but become a living example of Christ. His life exemplified who he followed. His life um, imitated who he followed. His life became an image of Christ. And that's what John is pointing out in those first two verses. And then verse three says this, it gave me great joy when some believers came and testified about your faithfulness to the truth, telling how you continue to walk in it. And he says, I have no greater joy than to hear that my children are walking in truth. That this brings John joy, that one of his children is, is a, living a life that exemplifies Christ. And listen, y'all, like I know this feeling. Like I know this feeling of joy when, when a child is walking in truth. I don't know if you saw this the other day. If you are friends with me on social media, if you're not friends with me, like become my friend. I will accept you. My wife will look at it first, but I will accept you after she looks at it. Um, but on my social media, my daughter 
um, uh, we're, we're in bed sleeping and we have this baby monitor that's right next to me. And, um, you got to know something about me. I'm like the, the protector. Like I like anybody that comes near my daughter, like I'm, I'm ready to go. And so I hear this noise, um, coming in her bedroom. I was like, uh Oh, what's going on y'all? Like I'm ready to get out of bed. And I look over and Lily James, she has her legs crossed and her hands folded and she is praying. Like she doesn't get out of bed to get her toys. Like she doesn't come to our room first, but she is praying to the Lord. And it's not like a prayer that she's learned from school. Not like that's a bad thing, but she's using her own words to pray. And I tell you what, like, like she was imitating what mommy and daddy does going to God in prayer and going to him first. And that brought me so much joy. Like I know what, how John felt when he said that that brought me so much joy to know that she is watching her mom and dad and going to the Lord in prayer. And then in verse three, like he, he also talks about, uh, God's faithfulness to Christ, um, is being heard everywhere. He's like, um, um, if he, John is not where Gaius is. And so people are, are talking about Gaius, talking about his faithfulness to the truth. And John hears about it. His uh, life, the way that uh, Gaius is living, it's heard everywhere. And so here's my question for you today. What do people say about you? What is it that people say about who you are? When people see you, what or who do they associate you with? When you die, what will people say about you? What will people remember about you? What will your tombstone say? Like, I love what Martin Luther King Jr.'s tombstone says, right? Free at last, free at last. Thank God Almighty, I am free at last. Like people knew that Martin Luther King Jr. was a follower of Christ and his relationship with Christ gave him this freedom. And so by your actions, what will people say about you? What will they say about you? For Gaius, it was that he was faithful to God. He was faithful to God. And so let's see, like if you call yourself a believer, you call yourself a follower of Christ and, and a Christian, like let's see how this should even apply to our life. Your big idea this morning, I want you to type this out, write this down. Um, people should know your faithfulness to the truth. By the way that you live, by your actions, like people should know your faithfulness to the truth. Verse five, dear friend. You are faithful in what you're doing for the brothers and sisters, even though they are strangers to you. They have told the church about your love. Please send them on their way in a manner that honors God. It was for the sake of the name. I want you to underline name, circle name, put name in the comments. It was for the sake of the name they went out receiving no help from the pagans. We ought to therefore show hospitality to such people so that we may work together for the truth. So how do you exemplify faithfulness to the truth? Well, number one, you look after people that are on mission. 
You look after people that are on mission. You care for those who are on mission. You, you are loving on those who are doing God's work. Gaius was visited by children of God, people who are brothers and sisters of Christ. They were strangers to him, but I love this. They were not strangers to the truth. And it seems like they were on mission to tell people about Jesus. He was very hospitable towards them. Like he probably gave them a place to stay, probably gave them food to eat, probably gave them something to drink. And God has called us to take care of those who are telling people about Jesus. Have you been caring for your brothers and sisters in Christ during this time? Like how have you been showing love and caring for your brothers and sisters during this time? Like this just means that we shouldn't be bashing uh, our brothers and sisters in Christ, but we should be showing love to them. And I love what Mark pins down in the gospel of Mark in uh, chapter nine, verse 38, as, as, as Jesus is talk, talking here, or as John is talking here too. He says in verse 38, teacher uh, said John, the same person that's writing this, we saw someone driving out demons in your name and we told him to stop because he was not one of us. So basically what happens is John comes to Jesus, he confronts Jesus and he's like, hey, like we saw somebody like doing, uh, living out their purpose, telling people about you and, and I told him to stop. Like I said, don't do that. And then verse 39, Jesus is like, do not tell him to stop. He's like, what are you thinking? Like, why would you tell him to stop? And he says, for no one who does a miracle in my name can in the next moment say anything bad about me. For whoever is not against us, I want you to say this out loud, is for us. Whoever is not against us is for us. Truly, I tell you, anyone who gives you a cup of water in my name because you belong to the Messiah will certainly not lose their reward. Jesus is saying there should be unity amongst Christians, that, that we are a church, the Bridge Church. We're a church that believes in unity. Like, like we don't care what Christian church uh, uh, you're involved in, what denomination or non-denomination. If you are preaching about the resurrection of Jesus Christ, we are for you. Like we are for these churches in Fredericksburg. We are for these churches around the world in our nation. Like we are for you. So like the Mount Church, like we're for you. Alive Church, we're for you. Growth Church, we're for you. Salem Fields, uh, Faith Baptist, Goshen, Grace, Life Point, Riverside, River Club. We are a church that is for you. Whatever church it is, we are for you and we care about you. We're on the same team. We are partners in the gospel. This is why we fed LifePoint's outreach team. This is why we fed River Club Church. This is why the Mount gifted us $4,000. This is why a live church lets us use their guitar. This is why a group of pastors in the community meet once a month because we're on one team. We're on one team. We all have one mission. And it is to make intentional disciple makers so that we can connect people to freedom, purpose, and fulfillment in Jesus Christ. We're on the same team. So before you bash another church, pray for that church. Before you talk bad about a church on social media, like be reminded that we're on the same team. And that's what it looks like to be walking with Christ. 
when reading about Gaius and him supporting and caring for other missionaries, like, let me, let me be honest with you. Like I was a little convicted about that. Like I was a little convicted about that because the bridge church, like, I, I want you to hear me on this. Like, um, the, the bridge church hasn't been supporting like missionaries, um, as far as like, like giving to them. Like, of course we're like, we're, we're all involved in our community. We care about our community. We, we help out our community, but there are people, um, that are kind of like Megan and I, that, that are, our missionaries are our church planners that the bridge church hasn't really been supporting. I was like, man, like I gotta, we gotta be more like Gaius and support our, our local missionaries. Those who are out sharing the gospel a lot of times when when missionaries raise support they go from church to church and and during this time it's really kind of hard uh for them to do that and so from this day forward like like we will be supporting international missions like we'll be supporting missions that 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 missionaries that live in our nation it will also uh be supporting uh, the bridge church's next church planner so what that looks like when y'all give to us like we're, we'll give 10% of that. We're giving 10% to that, to international missionaries, to North American missionaries, and, and to our next bridge church, church planter. We must be a church that cares for other missionaries. Like that's what that looks like for our life. But let me be clear on this. This doesn't exempt us from sharing the gospel. Like just because like we're giving to other organization that we're supporting other missionaries, like this doesn't exempt us from sharing the gospel. An example of walking with Jesus is to number two, live on mission. It is to live on mission that if you are a child of God, a believer, a Christian walking by example is telling people about Christ. The end of verse eight says this, so that we may work together for the truth. It was that they were all working together to share the gospel, to point people to where they can find hope and where they can find joy and where they can find love. So who have you told about Jesus this week? Who have you shared the gospel to lately? When's the last time that you shared truth? When's the last time that you've invited someone to our live stream? Like a lot of times we get so hung up about a building and it's not about that. That God has called us to reach people. And so let me be honest with you. I hope this convicts you as much as it convicts me that we should be telling people about Jesus. Like that's our mission. That's our purpose. So who and, and when is the last time that you have actually told someone about who Jesus is? Like the bridge church's life versus this. You can find this in, in Matthew 9 uh, verse 35. And this is my heart for people. Like I, I hope you know this. Like, like this is my heart for people. This is what I bleed. Jesus went through all the towns and villages teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom and healing every disease and sickness. Again, like Jesus left his throne, became man. He came down telling people about, about who God is. Like he's going to synagogues, going to those places. He's proclaiming this good news. He's healing every disease and every sickness. And then he says this in verse 36, when he saw the crowds, he looks out into the crowds and he had compassion for them. Like he 
cared for them. He was broken for them. He was hurt for them. And it says, because they were harassed and helpless, like a sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, the harvest is plentiful. Meaning like there are many people that live in our community, that live in our nation, that live in our world who are broken, who need Jesus. There are many people like that. The harvest is plentiful. But he says this, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest field. That if you are a Christian today, he has called you to be a missionary in your community. To tell people about Jesus. Walking by example is telling people about Jesus. That's living on mission. And I want you to know, the Bridge Church, like, like don't get this twisted. The Bridge Church will never just be consumers. Like our church will never just be consumers of the word, word, listening down, hearing me preach, and then going back to living a life that doesn't please God. Like we will never just be consumers, that we'll never just consume the sermon and don't act off of it. It is that we consume and that we make intentional disciple makers, reach diverse communities with the gospel, and launch healthy churches to impact the world. Because our community, our nation, our world needs Jesus. You can just look at our community today and see how broken it is that it needs Jesus. Our nation is beyond broken and in need of Jesus. There's so much cruelty in this world that you have to see this that the world needs Jesus there's prejudice that happens here injustice that happens here racism this world needs Jesus like after this George Floyd situation how could you not share the gospel like how could you not tell people about Jesus because how broken people are there are so many hypocrites and, and racists. There are, there are people that take advantage of others. There are liars. There are cheaters. There are murderers. There are thieves. There are rapists. Like, why? This, this world is so depraved. It's so fallen. It's so pro broken. People need Jesus. Like, if you want to make a change in this world, give them Jesus. Like, if you want to make a change, give them Jesus. If you want to get rid of hypocrisy, share Jesus. Racism, share Jesus. Prejudice, share Jesus. Segregation. Like, on Sundays, they say, they, they say that the church is probably the most segregated place throughout the week. And it shouldn't be like that. Like, our church should look like our community. And so we should be out sharing Jesus to our community. And sometimes it's not people that look like us. It's to everyone. To murderers, we share Jesus. Don't just be a consumer. It's that when people don't feel loved, we turn them to Jesus. When people feel abandoned, we turn them to Jesus. When you're at a loss, you turn to Jesus. When you're confused, you turn to Jesus. When you're broken, you turn to Jesus. When you feel like you can't, breathe we need Jesus people need Jesus our problem is sin and the solution is Jesus 
So at the Bridge Church, we don't sit at the comfort of our homes. We don't just watch the chaos. We don't just talk about the chaos. But we go out sharing Jesus because Jesus brings the power and the authority to change people's lives and transform their hearts and their minds. So instead of judging or talking bad about anyone, show compassion and share Christ. Verse 9, I wrote to the church, but Diotrephus, who loves to be first, will not welcome us. So when I come, I will call attention to what he is doing, spreading malicious nonsense about us. Not satisfied with that, he even refuses to welcome other believers. He also stops those who want to do so and puts them out of the church. Dear friend, do not imitate what is evil. But what is good? Anyone who does what is good is from God. Anyone who does what is evil has not seen God. Here's a man that isn't walking in unity. He seems to be all about himself. He wants all the glory. He wants people to see how good he's doing. He, he tears down other believers and, and other churches. And John says people like this are evil and to not imitate them. That he's probably someone that's just consuming. That's just listening, but he doesn't walk in it. He doesn't walk by example. He probably hasn't been walking by truth. He hasn't been walking in light. He hasn't been walking in confidence. He hasn't been walking in love. He hasn't been walking in assurance. He hasn't been walking in joy. So he hasn't been an example of Jesus. In fact, John calls him evil. Verse 12. Demetrius is well spoken of by everyone, by the truth itself. We also speak well of him. And you know that our testimony is truth. I love this about Demetrius. That the truth knows who he is. That Jesus recognizes who he is. Is. Like, how strong is that? Like, like when he meets in front of Jesus, Jesus won't say, depart from me, for I never knew you. He will say, well done, my good and faithful servant. Why? Because one, he's been looking after people that are on mission, looking after his brothers and sisters in Christ, making sure that they're doing well. Then he's been living on mission, telling people about this Jesus that gives them hope, that, that gives them joy, that has saved their life. And so maybe you're here today and you're, you're broken. You're hopeless. You have no joy. There's no purpose. You have no freedom. I want you to know that Jesus gives all of those things. That Jesus freely gives you a hope and he freely gives you a joy. And he freely gives you freedom and purpose and a fulfillment for your life. Jesus gives you that. And it's free, y'all. Like his grace and his mercy, all of that is free. That you don't have to work 
Like you would never get peace with God by working your salvation. It won't happen. But it's only through Jesus that you're saved. And so if you're here today and you just don't have a relationship with Christ, Romans 10, 9 says this. If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. If that's you today, that's not a Christian, not a believer, don't have a relationship with Christ, I want you to write follow in the comments. If you're here today and you're a believer, you're a follower of Christ, you've been walking in confidence, you've been walking in assurance, you've been walking by example, thank you. Thank you. Because that's what it looks like. We have to live for Christ and be an example of him. Let's pray. Dear Lord, thank you so much for this day. God, thank you just this opportunity to come to you and and preach your word. I know that there are people that are broken, that are hearing this message, and and, and they need you, God. Like this world needs you. There's so many broken people that need you. A lot of times we ask, like, like, how do we make this world better? Like, like, why do you allow this? But God, you have sent people so that people can have freedom in you. So God, I pray that, man, uh, us Christians, that we can be convicted and, and, and know that, man, we got to be out telling people about Christ. That it's not about some building, Lord, that, that we're the church, that we're the church. And we should go out and share. And if you're on this live stream today and you're not a Christian and you're saying, man, I want to follow Christ. I want to, I want to start a relationship with Christ. Chris, what does that look like? It is a simple prayer that's like this. And I, and I want you to know, like, the prayer is not any magic words. The, the prayer it doesn't, it doesn't save you, but it's the heart behind it. It's how you feel. And, and you pray something like this. I'm, I'm a sinner. Like, I'm depraved. I'm falling. And Jesus, I need you. And today I've heard that you have died on the cross for my sins and resurrected from the grave so that I can be saved, so that I can have a relationship with you. And so right now, I invite you to be the king of my heart and the Lord of my heart. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We hope you enjoyed the sermon. We will have new messages uploaded each week on our website at thebridgefxbg.org and all social media platforms. Have a blessed week, and remember, always be a bridge.